Hi, I'm Dr. Wamboi, and welcome to the Drag Chat. I think that the human body is intricately created, making us one of the most amazing living things on earth. In this podcast, we explore how the body works and then apply the drugs. My hope is that with this knowledge, we become better healthcare providers, whatever field of medicine you may be in, better caregivers to our patients or to ourselves. We do take medicines from time to time, don't we? All right, let's break it down. So today we get to break down some big guanides by guanides, potato, potato. So the only drug available in this class is metformin. It is very commonly used, probably very widely used, not only commonly, but also widely used around the globe. And many moons ago, when this class was discovered or described, there existed two others, fenformin and buformin. Uh, but they were withdrawn from uh, clinical use because of a high incidence of lacticoacidosis. Metformin survived because it has a much lower risk of lactic acidosis. And I know you're asking, what is lacticoacidosis? So lactic acid is what is produced by your body when oxygen levels become low so that your so that so basically your body tissues aren't getting well oxygenated okay let me give you an example to explain that so let's say you're on a very intense exercise regime right and for you to be able to do that exercise you obviously need energy right for you to need for for energy to be available you need glucose now oxygen is used to break down glucose so that you have the energy to be able to exercise i hope we're together so far so you continue with your intense um, exercise and the amount of oxygen that you need to, to be to break down the glucose so that you can get energy goes low your body tissues doesn't have enough so in the beautiful fashion that our amazing bodies have, they take lactate and they convert lactate to energy without using oxygen. So your body basically figures a way of producing this energy that it needs without, even, in, even in the absence of oxygen. However, the side uh, or the, 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 the other side of the equation of this is that lactic acid is produced from lactate being converted to energy without using oxygen. And when these levels of lactic acid are high in your body, this can be life-threatening. So basically the amount of lactic acid that is being produced is more than what is being eliminated and therefore you get lactic acidosis. All right, back to metformin. Let's start with how it actually works. How does it decrease uh, glucose levels, blood glucose? So it does this in several ways, but the major ones is the suppression of gluconeogenesis. Remember that that is the making of new glucose molecules that happens in your liver. So metformin blocks that. No more gluconeogenesis, no more new glucose molecules being made. Metformin also suppresses glucose output from the liver. Because remember we said that uh, glucose, when there's a lot of glucose in your body, it is stored by your muscles, your fat, and your liver. 
So obviously, if you don't have enough glucose, your liver is a way of uh, getting glucose into your bloodstream. So metformin suppresses that too. Okay. Additionally, yeah, I know metformin is just amazing, isn't it? Additionally, metformin enhances the use of insulin. How? It increases the uptake of glucose by your muscles and your fat. So it makes sure no new glucose molecules are made. It makes sure your liver does not remove any glucose. And then if there's still more glucose remaining from all this, it enhances the use of insulin by your muscles and your fat to store in that glucose because what it's trying to do is I need to get all this glucose in the blood out of the blood. And those are some of the three ways that metformin does that. So as you can see, metformin as opposed to sulfonylureas, it is not increasing the amount of insulin in your body. It is not working in the pancreas. All metformin is doing is removing the glucose that's already in your bloodstream and making sure that no more glucose enters your bloodstream, right? So with that said, its claim to fame, the metformin claim to fame is that it lowers blood glucose concentrations without causing hypoglycemia. Because remember with the sulfonylureas, one of the big things to monitor for is hypoglycemia. Well, metformin will not do that. Okay. So once you've ingested metformin, 70% of it is absorbed in the small intestines and majority of it excreted in the urine. Now, let me stay on urine for uh, the, the excretion in the urine because this is important again because we come back to lactic acidosis, all right? So if the majority of it is being excreted in the urine, that means that that is the organ that is responsible here is the kidney. So another thing, so the thing, so as opposed to sulfonylureas that you monitor hypoglycemia, the thing to monitor with metformin is your, is the patient's renal function. Because let's look at this. Your uh, metformin is being excreted by your kidney. If the kidney is not working, then the amount of metformin increases. If the metformin accumulates, this accumulation is associated with lactic acidosis, all right? So, and lactic acidosis is actually life-threatening. It's a pretty serious side effect. In fact, this, this just reminds me, uh, in clinical practice, we had a protocol for patients that were getting a CT scan and needed to get contrast dye. So the contrast dye tends to uh, have side effects on the kidney or gives it a hard, gives a, a, can decrease the vessels in the kidney. So we would have to hold metformin for 48 hours while the patient was getting, when the patient got contrast dye, all right? So that we, we are not uh, making the kidneys have a hard time being able to process metformin and dye. That's just an example. Because the takeaway message I want you to get from this is, when a patient is on metformin, be on the lookout for patients, especially that have poor renal function. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you have poor renal function, you can get metformin. It just means that you're probably going to need, need to reduce that dose. All right. So the side effects that are associated with metformin are abdominal pain, bloating, 
nausea, mild diarrhea. Uh, I'm hoping that you saw the theme on all those side effects because they are all GI related, all gastrointestinal related, which makes sense because 70% of this drug gets in, absorbed by the small intestines, right? So um, besides the, uh, the GI tract side effects, they also metform, some patients will also talk about having a metallic taste in their mouth. But remember when it comes to side effects, they go away for a while. Uh, obviously, if they persist or they get worse, then um, the patient needs to be seen just to be able to assess whether metformin is the issue or are there other things that are going on, all right? But side effects always go away after some time. So that's metformin. And I want us to stay on this trend or this theme of keeping glucose down in your blood as opposed to, you know, playing around with the insulin. And I get to introduce our next player, who are the alpha-glucosidase alpha inhibitors. There are only two in this category, in this class, the acabos and miglitol. miglitol. So again, these are the alpha-glucosidase inhibitors. In a nutshell, they inhibit the absorption of carbohydrates from the small intestines. So we are still playing in the same place. We're still playing in the small intestines and we are still playing with glucose. And uh, now what we are doing is uh, inhibiting the absorption of carbohydrates from the small intestine. So the patient just had a big meal and it got carbohydrates going on. And now the acabose, and I say acabose because it's the one that is mo has mostly been studied, comes up and says, yeah, we are not going to absorb those carbohydrates. So um, I'm sure, okay, so th they inhibit alpha-glucosidase, right? And I'm sure you're wondering, what is alpha-glucosidase? And the clue I'm going to give you is that it ends, the suffix of this name is ACE, A-C-A-S-E. And if you guessed an enzyme, you would be correct, because many enzymes do end with the suffix A-S-E. So on a normal day where you're not sick, this enzyme called, the enzymes called alpha-glucosidase, their work is to catalyze the action or the hydrolysis of starch, basically breaking them down to simple sugars. And if I am breaking them down to simple sugars, I'm, I'm going from starch to produce glucose. And if I produce glucose, then my blood glucose level is high, Yeah. So, um, so uh, the alpha-glucosidases, they turn carbohydrates and starches to produce glucose for intestinal absorption. And like I said, it leads to your blood glucose going high. So remember, we are on an adventure to reduce blood glucose. And obviously, some very smart scientists and discoverer out there figured out um, that, that that's what's happening here when the carbohydrates are taken, they are turned in, they, they are broken down to become glucose. And he thought to himself, well, why don't we just make sure that glucose doesn't get made? Voila, he got a drug that inhibits these enzymes. And once you inhibit this enzyme, there is no breakdown of carbohydrates. Ergo, there's no increase in blood sugar. Smart, right? Yeah. So in doing this, in the, uh, the stopping of the carbohydrate to glucose conversion. In doing this, this delays the digestion of carbohydrate 
And as far as diabetes is concerned, they reduce the rise of postprandial blood glucose. Remember that postprandial means after a meal. So many of many times that you'll see this drug used is when the goal is to reduce the postprandial blood glucose. Right? So it therefore goes without saying that most of the side effects are going to be GI related. And the biggest one that uh, you will definitely hear, the one, the one side effect that you have to know about this is flatulence. Yep, they fart a lot. So, and that makes sense because we have all this undigested carbohydrates and that causes gas formation. So we will have diarrhea, abdominal pain. They will all occur because of the GI tract. So, of course, if one eats a rich carbohydrate diet, the side effects are going to be more. So the more of a carbohydrate diet you take, then, of course, the more the alpha glucosidase is going to inhibit this. And if I have a lot more carbohydrates, I'm forming a lot more gas. And yes, I will fart a lot more. Very stinky. <laughs> so just like metformin, the risk of hypoglycemia is not an issue. Remember, all we are doing is just getting rid of the blood glucose. We are not touching insulin in any way. And uh, keeping this mechanism of action in mind, it needs to be dosed at the start of each meal. And it's dosed three times a day because, of course, we are assuming that you're eating three times a day, right? The three meals, the three major meals. And the advice to your patients is make sure you take the dose with your first bite of food, um, and do not, I mean, if, if, you skip, if you skip a meal, then you should skip the dose because the whole point of it is postprandial or the, the carbohydrates are already in your body, all right? So that is clearing all the blood glucose that's in your body. Uh, we've seen metformin, suppressing even the new glucose being made, gluconomal gluconeogenesis and no release of glucose from your liver, um, and 70% of it being metabolized in the intestines. Therefore, the side effects are going to be GI-related. Then the alpha-glucosidase inhibitors. Alpha-glucosidase is an enzyme that is turning carbohydrates into smaller molecules, glucose. And uh, make sure you take it to the first bite of your food. And we clear off the glucose. All right? Marching on, marching on. I am Dr. Wamboy, and thanks for listening to this episode of The Drag Chat. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And remember to share with your friends. Until next time, stay inquisitive. Bye.